Hey, I'm Austin, and welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. Happy Father's Day. This week, we've invited three different people to tell their experiences and share their stories about what fatherhood has meant for them in their life. Welcome to Father's Day at the Halley Point. My name is Eric, and I'm the lead pastor here. And I want to thank you for being here today. I want to encourage you to stick around a little bit longer and check out the cars, grab a hot dog, and just have a great time. Since today is Father's Day, I wanted to take some time in our gatherings to encourage dads and men. I really believe it's okay to encourage dads and men to be all that God wants them to be. While being a dad is incredibly rewarding, it's also tough. It can be very tough. And we need help because we don't always know what to do. I've discovered that scripture has a lot to say to dads and can be a huge help. I've also discovered that listening to others and what they've learned through their life experiences can be a huge help too. And so today is going to be different and unique because we're going to hear from three individuals three speakers who are going to share with you three words. These are words that come to mind when they think of fathers. And then I'm going to wrap things up with a very powerful verse found in scripture. So I want you to sit back, relax, and just take in these next few moments as I believe they will be encouraging. Our first speaker is Ray Johnson. Ray is a retired CFO from Pittsburgh who moved to this area to be closer to his children and grandchildren. His word is complexity. Would you please help me welcome Ray Johnson? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Today is Father's Day, and Eric asked me to discuss uh, my experience as a father and a grandfather. And he asked me to pick a single word um, that uh, would describe that experience. My word, as he's already told you, is complexity. Would everyone agree that life is complex, especially with children? Amen. Amen, yes. As a young father-to-be, I don't think I had any idea of how complex life would become when my first and then my second child was born. Our Our first child was a little boy who we called Trey, and our second child was a precious little girl that we called Margaret. Um, Of course, when we brought our son home, from the hospital, our simple life became more complex. Our son changed everything except his own diapers. (laughs) But we adapted to the new complications in our life with joy most of the time. Three years later, our daughter was born, and life became even more complex. Is there a complex squared? It seemed like it. And we, added, we ourselves added complexity to our life through work, 
church, family, friends, community. Um, so it wasn't all the, all the uh, fault of the children. We were blessed. We look back and we know that our kids were average when taken as a pair. They were both very different. They were both, and they were both very um, strong personalities. Probably not what we expected when they were born, but they were average kids. Life went by very quickly. Um, elementary school, hospital visits, braces, 16th birthdays. I, we had a memorable one. Um, driver's license. High school graduation, college graduation, engagements, marriages. Wow, where did the time go? And then the process started all over again. (laughs) You know where I'm going. When first one child, one grandchild, and then a second grandchild, and then a third grandchild, and any day now, a fourth grandchild came into our life. Our daughter and husband have two boys and a girl. I think they would certainly agree that life is very complex. And they would probably say that it was complexity cubed. And our role has once again changed as grandparents. There are new, new complexities that we have to learn. First, we can't set the rules for child rearing. <laughs> our, hus- our, our daughter and her husband do. And from time to time, we bend those rules, and we hear about it, <laughs> just, as we, just as we should. But the one thing that, that being a grandparent gives you that a, being a parent doesn't is that you can love your grandkids and not worry so much about discipline. You know, when you're raising your kids, it's love and discipline, and you have to balance those two. But as a grandparent, I found that it's mostly about love and just a little bit about discipline. Our son's waiting for um, his, his first child to be born, and I think, I know he and his wife don't know what they're getting into. <laughs> um, he's 42, and so, you know, it's going to be a shock to him, the, the change. And I, they're, fe- they're facing it with experience or with um, anticipation and excitement but I think there's a little fear in my son's part about changing diapers. So what does all this secular discussion have to do with our father in heaven and me as a father and grandfather? Well, I have three learned lessons or takeaways. It wouldn't be a Sunday at Valley Point Church if we didn't have some, some takeaways. Eric, Eric has certainly taught us that. The first one um, is Jeremiah. One five, and I think it's yes. Uh, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. We are all children of God, the Father, known by Him before we were born. Think on the complexity of that when worrying about the complexity in our own lives. The second verse is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you. And not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I rested the fact that he has plans for us, even if we can't understand sometimes what is going on in our own lives or the lives of our children. I've been to Russia 12 times, 
and I envy the Russians in one way. The Russians and the Russian Orthodox Church in the East uh, believe that God is huge, unfathomable, and mysterious. We in the West think of God as love. So the Russians are less anxious than us about God's plan for their life. It's just too mysterious. On several mission trips to Russia, I was able to see the Holy Spirit working in my life and the life of our team during the visit, something that isn't always seen here in America because we're all so busy. We sometimes just miss the Holy Spirit working in our life. An example is that as the leader of one of the teams, I needed to maintain a degree of control. Those of you that know me know that I do like control. But on one trip, the FSB, the Secret Service, the Russian Secret Service, made the process of us getting our paperwork done to go into the orphanage just terrible. It was just, everything was, it was just a mess. Um, our, it was messing up our Vacation Bible School schedule. You know, we had something scheduled from morning to night, every day, full of programs for the kids, and our schedule was constantly changing. Um, One night, I remarked to the team during um, our wrap-up in the evening that um, God was stretching me. He was growing me in the area of patience. And one of the team members said, gee, why do we have to suffer while God's teaching you a lesson? (laughs) Because of these types of experiences, I have learned to rely on God uh, through prayer to understand the plan he has for my life. The next verse is 1 Corinthians 13, 12 through 13. For now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see it face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. We read the first part of this verse, and we realize that we won't get to know everything we want to know about his plan for our life. That's just the way it is. We read the second half of the verse and shake our heads. Yes, of course, obviously. It goes without saying. But giving love to your kids and your wife during a complex time in your life is tough. It's very difficult in our busy lives. Um, sometimes I think we, we love our iPhone or BlackBerry more than anything else in the world because that's what we give the most attention to. Um, so I would like to suggest to you to overgive your love to your family. And remember that when your kids grow up and have their own children, They still need a healthy dose of your love. They may be grown-ups, but they still are your kids. So life with children and grandchildren is complex. We moved to the Philadelphia area to be chosen or to be close to our three grandchildren. It meant that we would be able to see them grow, um, growing up, seeing them play sports, and babysitting. Watching them grow and play sports is easy. Um, Babysitting is more complex. 
when we were raising our two kids, we were playing man-on-man zone. <laughs> or man-on-man, rather, not so. Man-on-man defense. Uh, with three grandkids, you need to switch to zone defense. And Barb and I are not good on zone defense. And, and Tanya and Eric, I have no idea how you do it <laughs> with all of your kids. Um, there are so many things that I don't fully understand but I stand firm in the belief that one day I will understand God's plan for us when I meet him in heaven. Until then, I will live in complexity and realize that God is both loving and mysterious and that he does have a plan for us, not to harm us, but to prosper us. We just need to be loving parents and grandparents. Thank you and have a happy Father's Day. second speaker today is my wife, Tanya, and I'm really excited to introduce her. Tanya is a stay-at-home mom whose word to share with us is... Memories. Tanya grew up with a stepfather and her biological father who were both active and involved in her life. She has the unique perspective of someone who knows the dynamic of blended families. Would you please help me welcome my wife, Tanya Kohler. Today I will make two phone calls. One to Seattle, Washington to my dad and one to Toledo, Ohio to my stepdad. Both men have had a huge impact on my life and both have taught me how to live and how to love. Uh, Growing up with uh, two fathers had its uh, fair share of frustrations for me. Um, My broken family, there were some ups and downs. But when I look back and I think about my childhood, I'm very thankful that both of them took the time to create memories for me. Those memories really helped me through that time. Uh, my dad is kind of an outdoorsy kind of guy, and he would take me on walks. He would take me on camping trips, and those camping trips were definitely adventures. And uh, they are great stories for us to talk about still to this day. Uh, my stepdad created memories for me in a different way. He enjoyed writing notes, and he would take post-it notes, and he would write just simple little things on them, like, I love you, I'm proud of you, you did a good job, and he would put those in my lunch, he would put them in my room, on my mirror. And uh, there were times growing up that I didn't always believe those words, but as I read those words over and over, and he kept writing those notes to me, I began to believe the words that he really did love me and that he really did believe in me. Memories really help. Uh, Joshua chapter 4 tells a story of creating memories. It says, So Joshua called together the 12 men he had chosen, one from each of the tribes of Israel. He told them, Go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder. Twelve stones in all, one for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, 
What do these stones mean? Then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. Making a memory. Here it is in Joshua chapter 4. It helps. It gives us something to point to, to remember love in action. A memory can show us God's love and faithfulness, and dads, it can show your love too. It can show love to your children. I'm very thankful for the time my dads took to create memories for me, to help me feel loved. And dads, I think it's great for you to create memories with your children too. No matter what your family situation, if it's messy, if it's dysfunctional, if there's a divorce, whatever your family situation is, you can make memories with your children by just taking the things that you enjoy and making it into a memory for them, something that they can point to. Um, Dad, you are so important to your kids. I see it in the eyes of my kids every day, and I hear it too. They'll say, where's my dad? I need my dad. I need to show him something. They don't even bother showing me sometimes. They just need their dad. They need their dad's attention. They need his approval, and they need his love. So dads, I hope you take time to make some memories with your children. Thank you, and happy Father's Day. Our third speaker today is Dan Deaver. Dan is the father of four children, and his primary job has been in the food industry for 28 years, managing sales, production, accounting, and transportation. Dan's word is... Believe. His story involves personal tragedy and sadness, but through all of that, hope has been discovered. Here's Dan's story. My name is Dan Deaver. I have four children. Brian is 25. Jocelyn would have been 23. Dan Jr. is 19, just finished first year in college. And Heather is 18, just graduated from high school. There's so many great things about being a father. The Probably the most intriguing thing about being a father is when I see the children apply something that I taught them and the result of what I taught them brings them peace and satisfaction. My word for fathers is the word believe. The word believe stems from a tragedy in our family. Um, A little under two years ago Jocelyn was murdered. Um, She had the word believe tattooed on her back. I, I believe that is as bad as things are when a child dies that way that there, a lot of people would have doubt at that point in their life and I choose to have faith and I choose to join God in that bad place God he's present at all times but he does have a plan for us and I, I realize now as I believe that in, in God that I, I don't have to know what that plan is. It's, it's okay to just accept God and, and, and the plan will work out. In Philippians 4, 6 through 7, 
Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank Him for His answers. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. And through a tragedy, your mind can't understand much. Uh, you, you really have a lot of sorrow and uh, guilt and anger. and all, There's millions of emo emotions that don't really move you forward. Those emotions kind of freeze you right where you are. And nobody wants to be frozen in a tragedy. Uh, and there's no reason to be. It, it's, it's, the Bible's helped me immensely. It's just every page that I turn, there's another positive thing that applies. As a father, I tend to lead by example. And when my children um, saw me reading the Bible, uh, taking Bible verses and posting them on the refrigerator, um, having open discussions about uh, the Bible, it, it brought... Um, the children closer to me, and it, they, I noticed they started to attend church regularly. And and at, there's nothing more rewarding than uh, believing in something and having a positive result from your belief. And I believe at this point with the children, um, when they have a, a, a hurdle to get over, um, they've already they're working through a tragedy. But when they have a hurdle to get over, they they, they have some, somewhere to run. And I think the next step in my belief is not to have them running there only when they're in distress, but to have God involved in their life daily. Uh, traditionally, I think guys don't talk. So if we're struggling over our child speaking back to us or not taking the trash out or doing poorly on their report card, we really do a one-on-one -on -one with that child. And, and we may not be equipped to do that. Uh, I, I admit now, after the fact, there's many a times what I said and how I did it was wrong. Um, it is a great part of being a father though as you mature in life and as you are Christian you're able to turn around and say to your children very easily I love you and you say it often uh, because you understand that God loves you unconditionally and I can say to my children I love you unconditionally and that gives them just so much energy to, to move forward with their life and, and let go of some of those struggles that are, are tying them down. When they know that you believe in them as a father, studying is easier, working long hours is easier, it's easier to sit at a family dinner and have a great conversation, uh, it's, it's, uh, their self-esteem and self-image is improved. So uh, the word believe it takes, has so many meanings from believing in God and applying God things to our life at all times all the way down to what we do every day. We do all clearly understand, you know, through our faith that uh, Jocelyn is in a better place and faith is believing. Uh, grace, here's a word I've heard so many times and it brings me to tears because Grace is uh, God's love when I don't deserve it. And, you know, when you go through a tragedy, you tend to think you don't deserve much. You know, this has happened to me, and you, you kind of take the, the um, negative approach because that's what, all you can focus on. You know, she's not here. Um, but that being said, the Bible redirects the thought, our thoughts, and uh, it's a great redirection. It's not a motivational speaker. It's the truth. It is, it's rewarding in many, many ways. I think about what Jocelyn would say every day, every day of my life. What would she say to me? She'd, what would she say to her brothers and sisters? And she'd say, 
Jocelyn would say, it's going to be okay. Uh, I'm all right now. Uh, you guys are doing awesome. You're moving in a direction that you need to move. Maybe uh, this tragedy has helped our family go in that direction. Maybe you guys never would have went that way. Um, we did go to church, but we didn't think through it. Um, one of the things we do, we go to church on Sunday, but we didn't have church in us every day. So uh, Jocelyn would say she's proud of us. She's proud that we have family prayer. She's proud that despite the fact that we have busy schedules and the children are now young adults and uh, going in all different directions and have great excuses to not be tight and close together, that we don't accept that. Um, Jocelyn is very, would be very proud that we, we make time uh, to go to church, uh, to participate in what the church offers, whether it's uh, love days or, and, and, and we wear our colors proud. Um, uh, enjoy having the uh, lanyard for my key ring that says love days and I love telling the story that you know uh, I would never be uh, the type of person to go and sing Christmas carols at uh, the senior center I think it was Marist Grove um, but I did and it was very rewarding and, and uh, I asked my children to go they weren't ready yet but I guarantee they'll be there next year so I, I believe Jocelyn would be um, extremely proud of, of uh, who we've become since the tragedy. Don't wait to a tragedy, and I don't mean a murder of your child, I mean a tragedy of waking up one day and your children went from age 3 to 18, um, they're heading off to college, or they're 16 and there's the other side of life, they're in a car, they're not coming home uh, at curfew, they're speeding, they're getting tickets, don't wait, don't wait, start now, um, have, have a good base of, of uh, Bible and that'll help you guide your thoughts and guide your family and and enjoy life a lot more um, greatest memory and I, I know what it is instantly um, during Jocelyn's struggles with uh, drug addiction she she tended not to be around but she would reach out for me every once in a while and usually her darkest times and uh, I would be able to talk to her so freely and so lovingly um, that by the time the conversation was over, she would say, Dad, every time I call you, every time we talk, I'm happy. So I, there's a sign that she believed me as a father, and it was very rewarding. Our families cried enough to fill an ocean with tears. Be thankful for every day he gives you with those you love. heard from three different presenters about their experiences with life and with fathering and some of the ups as well as some of the downs. I want to wrap this time up just by speaking directly to dads. And whether you've cried enough tears to fill an ocean, if that's been your life journey and that's been your experience to date, or whether you've laughed enough to shed tears of joy. Fathers are important. And maybe you've never heard that before, or maybe it's just been a really long time since you've heard that. I want everybody to walk out of here today knowing that dads matter. Some very powerful words found in James chapter 1, verse 5, that say, if you need 
wisdom. Ask your generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Powerful words. If you need wisdom, does anybody need wisdom? I know I do. Well, scripture tells us we can ask our generous God and he will give it and give it again and he will not rebuke us for asking. Had the wonderful privilege of being a father for 17 years now. My wife, Tanya, and I have six children. And while being a father is tremendously rewarding, and it is, it can also be very tough. Because if you're like me, sometimes you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, you don't know how to fix that, you just don't know. And often, as men, when we find ourselves in that position where we just don't know, we tend to step away, we tend to isolate ourselves, and withdraw. That's just what we do. We step away, we isolate, and we withdraw. Well, what if, instead of acting in that way, which is kind of normal for us when we don't know how to contribute, what if instead of doing that, we just made the choice based on the three words that we talked about today, to, first of all, take every complexity that we face in life straight to God. Instead of always trying to figure that out on our own, or even just ignoring it and hoping that it will go away when we know that it won't, what if we just took every complexity and took it straight to God? There's all kinds of complexities in life, aren't there? All kinds of questions. And what if, what if we just took those complexities straight to God and asked for his help? What if we made the choice to create memories for and with our families, no matter what they look like? You know, families come in all kinds of different shapes and sizes. And what if, dads, we just took the initiative and we got creative And we made the choice to build memories, no matter what our family is like. And what if we made the choice to encourage our families and even lead them to believe in God through every tragedy and every triumph in life? What if we just embrace these three words, the complexities of life? took them straight to God. We made the choice to build memories and we made the choice to lead our families to believe in God through everything. What if we did that? You know, maybe today is kind of a tough day for you as a father because you feel beat up and pushed around by life and by circumstances and by kids and you're just really, really frustrated. Ask our generous God for wisdom. And don't stop being a dad. Maybe today is kind of a tough day for you because when you think of your father, you're just filled with all kinds of emotions from anger to disappointment from what you didn't sense that you got from him or whatever that emotion might be. There's just a lot of pain there. God knows that. God sees that. He's aware of that. Ask our generous God for wisdom. 
and choose to be a cycle breaker in your own family and don't close the door on forgiveness. Maybe today's kind of tough for you because it's the first Father's Day without your dad. Maybe he's passed recently or he's just not around today for whatever reason. And so it's just a tough day for you. Again, God sees, God knows, he's aware. Ask our generous God for wisdom. Maybe you're feeling great today, like you're really satisfied and fulfilled and you're happy with your family right now. Then still, ask our generous God for wisdom. And why do that? Well, we do that because God says, I will give it to you. I will deliver that for you. Life can be very challenging at times. And being a dad, while rewarding, can be tough. I do think when we make the choice to take our complex issues to him, God will help us. When we choose to build memories, no matter what our family is like, God will help us. And when we lead our families to believe in God through everything that happens in life, he will meet us in that place. And he tells us, he tells us, you just ask. You just ask for wisdom. I'm a very generous God. I'm so generous. I'm going to give it to you, and I won't even rebuke you for asking. So dads, men, we need more wisdom. I know I do. And so may this Father's Day be a day where we say, I can step into the presence of God and I can ask for what only he can give me. I can ask for that wisdom and know that he's a very generous God. He's so generous and he will deliver and he will help me through every complexity. He'll help me build memories and he'll help me lead my family to believe in him. Let's not be afraid to ask. Father, we come to you right now, and this is what we want to do in these closing moments. We want to step into your presence, and we want to ask for your wisdom. God, I need that in my life as a father and as a leader and for all of the dads and grandfathers in this room. God, I pray that you'd give them wisdom as well and help them not to be afraid to ask. God, I pray that you'd help us to do a better job of not pushing away and isolating and withdrawing. Help us to lean in and make great choices. God, I pray that for everybody in this room, not just dads and fathers. We can all step into your presence and ask for this wisdom, and you're going to give it to us. So God, may this be a day of just reflecting on what you provide for us and what you give And I just want to say we are so thankful for how generous you are and how you will help us every step of the way. We thank you. We praise you. We lift you up now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening. We'd also like to invite you to join us for any of our Sunday gatherings as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 915 and 11 a.m.